obviously people get together in the beginning. Sex is amazing. It's wonderful. It's great. But what happens is they keep having sex the same way. They don't change it. Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. And we come at you twice a week, giving you the lowdown on everything. Everything. That sounded juicy. It did. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome once again to Creating Love Together podcast. We are super, super excited about our episode today. Super. Yes. Super. So we were um, struggling with technical difficulties and went ahead this sooner, but um, we got it all figured out and technology with the, you know, this older folks, just a little bit tough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyways, we are going to be talking about intimacy today. As I heard um, before in the past, into me is into me, you see, we're into each other, deep into each other's heart and soul of each other. So we have a special guest today, super excited to announce intimacy fitness coach, Howard Cotlier. Welcome, yes. Howard. Thank, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jamie. I'm just really so honored to be here. Just really, really appreciate the opportunity and just looking to uh, get the word out and to help out as many people uh, and couples as possible. That's awesome. I love that. I'm super excited. We are in the same mind and the same spirit. So right? I'm going to cut right to the chase and ask you where your passion for being an intimacy fitness coach comes from. Great question. So my passion for, for intimacy fitness really came out of my own experience. Um, what happened was is that, well, before I get into that, but seeing couples, when they actually reconnect after not having intimacy and uh, sex. But, you know, as we all know, intimacy is, can be completely different than sex. Intimacy being, whether it be just holding hands, whether it be looking across the room and just knowing what your partner is thinking when there's 30 people there and you have that special connection. So just seeing couples really get back and reconnect and have that special connection outside the bedroom, of course, first, and then inside the bedroom. It, it just brings me so much joy. That's yeah. really, really what it is. That is powerful. So going back, um, talking about wisdom and talking about an experience, because um, you come from an uh, experiential knowledge standpoint, um, can you take us into the maybe the feelings, the dysfunction of being in a, in, in a relationship that is um, lacking in that department? Of course. So what, as again, as we know, it's different for everybody, but there are so many things uh, and feelings that come out of a sexless and intimacy less relationship. Um, whether it be blame, whether it be shame, whether it be anger, uh, there are just so many feelings that come out of really not connecting and um, having the intimacy that both of the partners want or each one or one of them wants. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize, most people don't realize in a sexless 
situation relationship and intimacy less if you will it's really not that difficult how do they say it it's simple but not easy uh-huh. however that works yeah. but it it really is not that challenging to get back and to reconnect so many couples think mostly all of them that are in that situation just think it'll never work out and it is it, it is very possible even from the worst of situations and look it could be health it could be um uh, whether it be disability, whatever it is that occurs after the uh, relationship begins, whatever it is. But there are so many ways these days, especially with, thank goodness, the Internet, right? Because we know everything on the Internet is true. <laughs> uh, uh, that uh, it, that people are able to really reconnect and get back together. And it's really not that hard. Yeah. Um, from um from your experience like you miss you mentioned some health problems and, and and some other stuff but from your experience like what how do people get there yeah what led so, to that sure so um give you my experience and and what happened in my situation um in my marriage we had um my business was we had a family retail business of uh, 40 hallmark greeting card stores uh, on the east coast from boston down to delaware and it was a beyond amazing business for over 15 years um it afforded us an amazing home in an exclusive area on long island i don't know if you could tell i my New York accent is coming out or not. Um, and, right? Walk, dog, or whatever. Um, so uh, it, amazing home. We had fancy cars. We took amazing vacations. We'd go away and stay in presidential suites. And I'm not saying that to impress anybody. I'm just saying it to make a point. And yeah. what happened, obviously, when the internet came out, uh, really into the mainstream, I'm guessing 2000, uh, 2001, what happened was we had these 40 stores and an amazing business for so long. When the internet came out, internet came out, it absolutely changed that business. Um, especially when Beanie Babies came out, business was um, even more amazing. But then when the internet came out, it absolutely changed that business. Uh, obviously, people went to email. People weren't going to uh, greeting card stores anymore. At that same point, uh, American Greetings and Hallmark ended up, uh, so I'm sorry, Hallmark ended up going into the masked retailers at around that same time. And that the stronghold in a good way that we had on our customers that they can only get a Hallmark product in our stores was no longer, was no longer there. Right. So they could, where they spend a lot of their time, the eight, the 25 to 38, 40 year old is in the grocery store and the drugstore and they can get a greeting card there. Uh, so again, just really, really changed the business. So that, was really the onset of when things began. And then a few years prior, we found California. Um, just just love California. So figuring at that time, there's a big change here. We need to make a change. Uh, let's move to California. So we did. Um, took the family, moved to California all the way cross country. 
and had a business here in California of remediation, uh, mold damage, water damage, fire damage, and so forth. So me wanting to bring back the lifestyle that we had, um, I and 27 other colleagues made an investment in a business and a person that we all knew for um, at least 15, 18 years. So, and this, and I'm even ashamed to say it now, I did not tell my wife that I was making the investment. Why? Mm. Why? <laughs> because I knew it was a sure thing. Again, the air quotes. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I knew this was going to work out. I didn't have to worry. Um, it was going to be, we were going to get that lifestyle back that we had and yeah. that we missed so much. Um, but again, being clear as much as, you know, the money was great, but when this all started to happen, the intimacy and the sex did start to wane from the relationship. Right. Do you think so, that's kind of correlated to, um, business struggles and, and then striving and then the going down, you know, absolutely, Tim, absolutely no question. So here I am, make this investment. Uh, with 27 other people. So I figured I'm not the only one doing it. It's got to be okay. It'll work out. And I did take most of the money that we had as a family and I invested it in the business, in yeah. this in, in this investment. Um, so as time went on, uh, this went on for about 12 months, 14 months. And obviously as each month went on, I absolutely finally realized that this was uh, the investment was not going to work out. Yeah. And as we're going on and trying, I'm, I'm trying to keep things as normal as possible. Obviously money's getting extremely tight. I had the remediation business. Yes. But you know, money wasn't coming in like, like I wanted it to. And uh, then on Valentine's day, uh, the following year, uh, everything blew up. Yeah. Everything blew up. And, uh, it was uh, everything ended. Everything came to a head, and it just it just blew up, and and it was a challenging time for all of us. Um, but during the twelve to fourteen months, you know, any time we tried to have sex, oh, God, it was horrible. Yeah. I, I was filled with shame. I was filled with guilt because people looked at our relationship, friends and family, is that we had everything. Yeah. We were the perfect couple. We were funny. We entertained. We, our, our kids were amazing. And look, I guess any parent's going to say that about their kids, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but we were. People just looked up to us so much. And um, it was just, it, it was when we tried to have sex, I, again, me feeling guilt and shame and her being angry at no money and all that kind of stuff. It was just horrible. So I think in that 12 to 14 months, maybe we had sex maybe four times, five times. And again, it was just horrible based on the feelings that, that we were both feeling. And, uh, you know, Tim, it's exactly what you said. Soon as the financial struggles happened, well, that's not true. Soon as I did what I shouldn't have done is really what started everything because I was trying to get back our financial situation that we were in. Yeah. And um, it uh, and 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 coming back to what you said before about the passion of intimacy, fitness, is that when 
if I knew how to communicate, and we all know communication is most important in a relationship, but what I look at is it's proper communication. And I did not know how to properly communicate with my, with my wife. And, um, and she didn't have the proper tools to be able to communicate as well. So if I would have known how to communicate properly and express myself, um, and Jamie, you said it uh, in the um, What Direction Do I Do podcast, it's all about communicating properly. Yeah. And being able to have that, that communication process that's possible. So if I had that, maybe I might not have made the investment. Maybe things would have ended up differently, but obviously I can't look back and they ended up how they ended up. So yeah. that's why it became so passionate for me to find a way. So after everything ended, I just got into taking care of my kids and you know doing that for quite a while. But all the while, wanting to really find a way to get people, couples, partners, whether they're together two years, 30 years, to be able to communicate. And even if they, even if they don't have a sexless marriage, but that's what I focus on, um, to be able to communicate properly. Because yeah. everything changes when you know how to communicate properly. Yeah, for sure. So what, um, I think he touched on that by saying communication, but so somebody is awareness that they are struggling in that department. Right. Um, right. That would obviously be the first step is kind of like just admitting it. Right. But of course. And then what, what would be the next step after that, after you, okay, you're acknowledging this problem, this exists. We are, we're not intimate like we used to be. Um, sex is a chore. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of women, you know, when they're getting it's an that obligation, situation, it's an obligation, right? Yeah. Of course, of course, um, of course. What do we, so, a, 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 and I'm sorry to interrupt, um, a scary statistic that just blew me out of the water was um, after two and a half years of marriage, 15 to 25% of those marriages, and that doesn't even include relationships that are not married, are considered sexless, which is 10 times a year of sex or less. And that's after two and a half years. And when I saw, uh, when I found that out, it just, it killed me. Because, um, you know, having an intimate and uh, sexual relationship, uh, when it's, per when, look, nothing's perfect, but when it's right, your whole life is better. Your business is better. Your fr friendships are better, better with your kids, just with everything around you, it just becomes so much better. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I remember it, um, a relationship that I was in, uh, in the past, but the, um, my partner was very hard to please as far as achieving, um, you know, pleasure and orgasm and stuff like that. So a lot of times it led to, um, just frustration on my part and not able to, to make it happen for her. Um, what, what, what advice would you give men in that situation? Well, um, again, great question. Really what it comes down to, and so often, which I touched on before we started the recording, is that it's a lot about finishing the cycle of a feeling and of an emotion. 
and of course, proper communication. So that's why in intimacy fitness, what we focus on for the, it's an eight week program, but what we focus on for the first five weeks is getting the couple to communicate and reconnect. So in that situation, Tim, I want to answer your question specifically. So as, and again, if the couple would know how to communicate prior to getting in that situation, it would really help. But when men or women get in that situation, it's really about taking a deep breath. And Jamie, I've even heard you say this before, just take a deep breath and outside the bedroom say, let's talk. Let's have a, and and what we call it intimacy fitness, we call it holding safe space. And what that means, that means it's a, could be a challenging conversation, but uh, keeping it civil, nobody raising their voice, where one person is holding the safe space, asking the proper questions and letting the other person express themselves 100%. Yeah. Whatever that is. And you, the conversation has started is, honey, I'm going to hold safe space for you. I want you to get out your feelings. I want you to get out your emotions. And I will not interrupt. I will not challenge you. I will listen to you. And I will clearly try to understand. And then I will repeat back to you what I think the issue is. And hopefully from that point, we can work this out together. And even if I don't agree with you, that's okay. We can agree to disagree, but I want to understand you and what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I love that's that. That's powerful. I, uh, it is. And I, it's not I, easy to get there. No. <laughs> right. 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 Because and it's not you know, easy I'm to a, get there. Uh, I'm a, a, a young man during this process. And, and so like, I know from experience. So what men do is like, I'm not going to even try. Like, okay, this doesn't happen anymore, so I'm not going to even try. And then it leads to, you know what, I'm just going to handle this myself. (laughs) Like, we'll just skip this whole scenario that brings um, some sort of shame. And it's not not feeding me pleasure. You know how our brain works. The pleasure, we repeat the pleasure. But it's bringing more of um, pain. So I, I seek to avoid it. And then do another avenue some other way. So I think exactly. a lot of men are in that position. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it could go, as, as we know, it could go both ways. And then whether they look for something outside the marriage or then they, whether it's going to drugs, alcohol, or whatever that is. And it's just, it, it, it's just such a shame. Even couples, and, and what happens with a sexless marriage more often than not Obviously, people get together in the beginning, sex is amazing, it's wonderful, it's great. But what happens is they keep having sex the same way. They don't change it. And what happens is having sex the same way, eventually it becomes boring. And it's the same old, same old. Yeah, we change things around a touch, this and that, but it ends up getting back to the same old, same old. And that's, uh, that's also one of the things that we address in the program that is so important for people to understand that it's really about, and what happens. So when a couple is married, let's say two and a half years, 
it's not the same body that they touching today that they touched two and a half years ago. Yes, absolutely. Everybody develops, everybody grows, everybody changes, and hopefully they come together as, and, and do all this together as a couple. But even if they don't, they can still communicate. But that's what happens so often. People don't realize that I'm not touching the same body I touched two and a half years ago or even 10 years ago or 30 years ago. Yeah. It's not that same body, and, and, and I need to change my touch. I, yes. Literally, it's about changing the touch of how you touch someone and yeah. doesn't even have to lead to sex. That's even just about holding the hand. You know, what that touch is, and, and we call it not finding the best touch because eventually the best touch becomes boring. Let's keep yeah. finding the better touch. Each time, yeah. the better touch. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. You know, like you were talking about changing things up, like so many women are, they become a mom and it's just boring and I'm tired and you know, you just don't want to experiment. You don't want to be creative and like fun, but it is so important because it does get so stale and so boring. And you know, Tim and I have done, you know, podcasts before where it's like missionary and that's it. And the woman just lays there. But when you can add a little excitement, right? like Tim I, and <laughs> I think our last time is because we got a little cabin on our property and, but we had like five, but it's snow. Yeah. So we hiked our little asses <laughs> up there and, uh, nice. and uh, you know, had a, a date up there by ourselves in the cabin. So I think it's just finding, um, finding new creative ways and of course, positions and locations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, it's, and yes, everybody, both parties, you know, have to realize that we need to do something to keep it going. And that's what is most important. And it all comes down to, proper communication um you know and and people have all of us have feelings and emotions in us and what is so misunderstood is that these feelings and emotions that we all have inside of us have an actual cycle that needs to be completed and if we're able to complete the feeling cycle and the emotion cycle what happens is your life become so much easier and better and enjoyable because you don't have these lingering emotions and feelings within you. Yeah. And when that happens, your whole world changes. And it's not that your world changes. It's your view of the world that actually yeah. changes because, you know, everything just looks so much better when you don't have these unfinished feelings and uh, emotions within you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as a partner, like if Tim comes to me and says, I want to try this, I want to do this. I don't like this anymore. Let's try this. And then, oh, I really loved that. So let's do this now. It has nothing to do with me. It's him growing and developing and everybody changes their view on things. Everyone likes something new. And so you can't take it to heart. Like it has nothing to do with you. I I think that probably comes from a little bit of inexperience and insecurity, just a little bit. Because I think men are afraid to bring it up. It's like, oh, am I boring? Like, this is what they expect to hear from their partner, right? Oh, am I boring? Oh, am I not enough? (laughs) And, you know, this is a perfect (laughs) scenario to take into that safe place that you've been talking about is, okay, I'm going to create a safe place. Let's talk about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. If your partner doesn't want you to do something, you probably shouldn't do it because, you know, you're not bringing 
you're not going to hit the magic moment. And, right. and yeah. as a man, you're not going to be like, ooh, yeah, I made her feel good. Because sure. that's what we do. We like, we find some sort of uh, worth and satisfaction in making sure that we, we, um, we do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Absolutely. Job. Of course. And so, um, you know, if we're, if we're doing things that are not going to, you know, lack a better term, get the job done, then we should probably be aware of them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But also um, what couples and uh, partners need to understand that if someone asks something in a small, easy conversation and the partner says, you know what, I'm really not into that, then obviously they wouldn't do it. But, you know, maybe six months down the road, that partner, based on proper communication and intimacy and feeling love for each other, maybe their view will change. Yeah. Maybe they'll view will change. You never know. Maybe it won't. But, you know, and again, I'm not saying nag. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But within time, with the proper connection, with the proper relationship, with the proper communication, people can change their mind about trying new and different things. Yeah. And yeah. whether it be sexual or not, maybe someone just doesn't like going to the movies. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. you know, whoever, whatever that could be for yeah. them. Yeah. From um from your opinion, what is the main cause for for this fear of, of intimacy? I hate to keep coming back to the same thing. I don't mean I hate it. It's, I enjoy it. It's proper communication. It yeah. is proper yeah. communication in and out of the bedroom. So as much as we hear that, what actually is proper communication? And it really comes down to, and, and Tim, you said it a moment ago, it's, you know, about immaturity and experience. But what we need to do as partners is to check our ego at the door. Mm. And yeah. my whole experience taught me so well, just check your ego at the door. It, 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 it's okay. And when the other person checks their ego at the door and you're both standing there egoless, in your nakedness of egoless, mm -hmm. your world changes. And you really look at each other and you can actually say, wow, that's what you're feeling. I, I never understood that until this moment that I actually checked my ego at the door. Yeah. And so many feelings, it, it's bringing tears to my eyes right now, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. it, 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 and, and it just opens up so many pathways of being real, with each other and that's when the real connection comes in yeah. excuse me that's when the real intimacy comes into the relationship and then sex from there in the bedroom when you have those feelings first <sighs> orgasms everything it, it's like fireworks explode in the bedroom every time yeah yeah every time and look as we all know orgasm doesn't happen have to happen every time to have an amazing sexual experience. Right. What so many people think is, God, if I don't orgasm or this or that, or she doesn't, I don't, it's not, it's going to be horrible. And it doesn't have to be that way. And it all comes with checking your ego at the door, each of you equally yeah. as well. Yeah, that's so good. Yes, I wanted to encourage our listeners right now because um, something struck a chord with me. So, what we are talking about is a different choice in a different pattern. So you might be in the same pattern in, 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 as Einstein said, you know, the same thing over and over getting the, you know, expecting different re results. It's just 
not going to happen. And so if you're in this struggle, you might be um, stuffing. You're, there's a conversation that is not taking place. It hasn't even started. So you're stuffing. And you're wondering why you're angry all the time. You're wondering why um, business is not going well. You wonder why relationships at home are kind of falling apart. And you wonder why you choose to sedate every night with alcohol or marijuana or whatever it is. We're talking about it right here. And so you can make a different choice today and get off that cycle. Okay. Tim, so well said. So well said, Tim. Yeah. You know, and as a woman, you have to have that intimacy outside of the bedroom in order to have it in the bedroom. Tim and I, I mean, we have such an amazing relationship. We connect every single day, multiple times a day, intimately, whether it's holding hands, hugging, kissing, touching each other's back, like whatever it is, like it happens multiple times every single day. Because of that, we can have an amazing sex life in the bedroom. But without that, like if for some reason I'm off and I'm just not connecting with him mentally, orgasm's a joke. It doesn't happen. And that is for so many women, you have to connect emotionally in order to have an orgasm. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, so well said, Jamie. It's, um, and, and, and what people really don't understand is that it is easy to be able to get to that place that we're all talking about here. Yeah. And, and, and they're just not willing to do something different. And again, about checking the ego at the door and just saying, honey, I, I want to understand what you're feeling. I want to understand where you're coming from. Uh, tell me your emotions. Tell me what you're feeling. And I will intently listen to you. And the whole world, as I said earlier, just becomes better when that happens. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, it also, like with us, if I don't have an orgasm, Tim doesn't take it personally. He's right. not like, what am I doing? Because he checked his ego. Right. He knows right. that that is something that rarely happens. And so if it does happen, it's not him. Yeah. So he just doesn't take it personally. It's yeah. not an ego thing. Right. Quite a, and, quite a bit different scenario. <laughs> <That was> not, <laughs> sure. and, yeah. and, I, and I think a lot of the things that we're talking about does come from, you know, obviously, Jamie, Tim, you two are absolutely actualized with yourselves first. Then you're actualized together as a couple. Yeah. And that's what brings the connection. And, and obviously it comes from experience, past relationships or learning from each other. But again, what I want couples and people to truly understand that with the proper open-mindedness, they can have what Jamie and Tim have every day. Yeah. And it's just a different shift in mindset. And it is possible to have, and I'm going to say easily, maybe not simple, but easily. Yes. Yeah. You can be very intentional. Uh, when Tim and I got together, um, I had had past relationships where um, I didn't want to be touched. I like to stay away. I'm just going to do my thing, like whatever. So when him and I got together, I did not want a relationship like that. And so I would intentionally, I was walking behind him. I would touch his back. I would intentionally massage his shoulder really quickly. Everything was intentional for me. I, th I think she found out my love language was touch. And she, was <laughs> taking, she was taking advantage of me. I was being manipulated. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's great. That's great. Intentionally, 
And after so long, me, you know, being very intentional about it, it became habit and it became something natural. So you may have to be intentional in the beginning about it, but over time it will become natural for you. And I I would say add to that to find out what they want too, because if you go around touching them all the time and (laughs) and their love language ain't touch, you're going to come across as very um, needy. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Good point. So take, go to like the, um, what's the website? Five love languages.com I think and do their love language touch. Do it as a couple and you'll see what each other's love languages are. Nice. Nice. And also as we've, as, uh, you both have brought into the conversation uh, here today, sense of humor, sense of humor, taking things a little uh, lightly, not everything being the end of the world also makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it really That's does. Awesome. Bringing humor into the, you know, even of the worst of times, you know, crack a joke, smile, something that you both would think would funny can also go a long way as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, I love that. This has been really powerful. I um I wanted to go into um telling our guest you your free gift. And, and so part of uh one of the commitment we do is to offer value for for our listeners and to if somebody comes on our show, they come bearing gifts. Uh, so yes. <laughs> would you like to um just kind of give a brief uh description of of what that is? Sure, Tim. Thank you. So uh, at intimacyfitness.com, what uh, I give away free is it's called the Intimacy Rejuvenator. And what it is, it gives you six secrets to truly bringing intimacy, connection, and sex back into your relationship. And it really starts the process. There are six specific um techniques that are in that uh, free report that really start to bring back the connection between the two of between the two of you and if only one of you starts this process that's okay because when the other partner that's not interested sees you being totally different it's going to shake them up and again um on the um podcast that uh, you both did for the uh, What Direction Do I Go, you gave some amazing examples of um, when the person starts to take care of themselves, how hot and exciting that, you know, looks to the other person. So these six techniques really start that process. It's great to do them together and will happen that much faster. But if you're the only one starting this process, and your partner sees you being different, things can absolutely change. Yeah. I love that. The thought that came to my mind is, of course, with the love language, but discovering kind of what your partner needs and almost being the bigger person because uh, your eyes are open. You're a little bit more enlightened uh, than they might be. Absolutely. Uh, So taking like responsibility for that and being, you know what? I think I'm going to make deposits into them. Because like most relationships, they're, they're, they're dysfunctional because there's, um, there's nothing left in the account. There's been way too many right. withdrawals and, and not enough deposits. So um, being the bigger person and begin to make those deposits, I think you're probably going to see um, some benefits from that for sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I awesome. love that. So we will put your link um, into the description for the podcast and we'll get that on our social media as well. Um, so everyone can go and get that. 
Thank you. And um, yeah, so at the end of our show, we love doing a take home. Uh-huh. So, babe, what was your take home from the show today? My take home <clears throat> um, from personal experience is this, and I'm coming from a man's perspective, the men out there listening, that there, you have intimacy problems. The quicker that you acknowledge and, and um, face that reality, you know, get your head out the sand because, you know, I know how it is. It's like we just bury our heads in the sand. It's like, like this problem doesn't exist. Um, it's okay. It's totally okay to, to acknowledge that this uh, issue is present and then begin to understand that, that there is a way out of the cycle and the circle that you're in. And it, and it looks like a tiny little exit. And this is why we keep on missing it because it's like, I don't know. I picture it like covered with grass or something. We're going around in the circle and there's a little exit and it's a, little, it's a different choice. We can make a different decision and it's sharing our feelings. Oh, we're so terrible at that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tim, uh, Jamie also, what, um, what is one of the secrets that's in the Intimacy Rejuvenator it's not to focus on the challenge. And again, with what you just said, Tim, acknowledge the reason you're not having an intimate sexual relationship, or if it's sexless 10 times a year or less, just acknowledge it between the two of you and do not focus on it anymore. Just nice. focus on reconnecting. Nice. If you're just, just let all the, shit the stuff go <laughs> let it go again with the ego at the door and yeah. just focus on reconnecting and when you only focus on reconnecting and not rehashing the bs mm -hmm. again your life's change quickly when yeah. you focus yeah. on reconnecting and not the bs so different yeah. you that. just uh dropped the golden nugget i just want to reiterate we never beat our problems by focusing on them. it's like a magnifying glass and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's the starting of new activities that are positive and the positivity swallows up that negativity. Yeah. Well said. Well, stuff. So <laughs> what about you, baby? My take home <clears throat> is actually one of Howard's techniques. Okay. Is creating a safe place and actually vocalizing that. Honey, this is a safe place. My ego is checked, the, checked at the door. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me. I'm going to acknowledge it. And even if we don't agree, that's okay. But I want to know how you feel. I yeah. want to know what you're thinking. Yeah. I love that. The vocalization that this is a safe place is so flipping powerful. And, and for me, that means you can say something and I'm not going to attack you. Now, I might, if I'm insecure, I might have to swallow it. You know yeah. what I mean? I might have to, you know, let me digest this for a little bit, honey. Um, but I'm not going to retaliate and attack you. Yeah. But not that I'm not going to get offended because I might get offended, right? Isn't that, Howard, you might. Tim, might be again, Tim, extremely <laughs> well said, Tim. Extremely well said. And a good thing for the and a good thing that happens at the end of the safe place, safe space, the person listening can absolutely say, I so hear you. I just need a little time to digest this. There you go. Just need a little time to, you know, um, really think about it. You know, give me, give me a couple hours, give me a day, whatever. And because when that person who was listening 
really intently tries to understand and says, oh my God, this is what, the, this is what my partner's been feeling. They can feel that an hour later, maybe not at that very moment, but an hour later, two hours later, after yeah. they digest it for a little bit on themselves. That's Great that's stuff, Tim. Right. Great stuff, Jamie. Right? Totally yeah, right that's what we do. Like, if we're, you know, frustrated or we're upset or whatever, I want to talk right now. And you're like, nope, I need time. See, but that's one thing in communication you talk about because we yeah. already were intently aware of what was taking place. Uh -huh. And you want to, for me to be okay with the idea and see everything. And it's like, it's like eating a, you know, a couple T-bone steaks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So much truth is just like, okay, just yeah. let, me, let me chew on this for a while. Yeah. We'll so we've made it, it where it's like, <laughs> if we can't talk about it, okay, I just need a little bit of time. We're going to think on our own and then we're going to come back together and talk. And usually it's just, you know, maybe an hour or so. Um, but we always come back and we always finish the conversation and it's okay to do that. Again, well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So what's your take home today? Uh, my take home today is really um, for my personal situation, if I would have known how to communicate, so many things could have been different. But again, I don't want to focus on that. But what I'd like the people listening to do, I would like them to focus on that. I'd like them to focus to realize however challenging what your situation if you communicate properly, as Tim and Jamie and I have been talking about, you can make a difference in your relationship. You can reconnect and you can have the intimacy and sex that you once had in the beginning. I'm going to correct that. It can be even better and continue to get better as yeah. things go on and, and, and you continue to learn and listen to each other and, and, and be actualized in yourself and then as a couple together. And I have to say, Tim, Jamie, I just look up to the two of you so much for the relationship that you two have. Just, just amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You. Well, Howard, we, we appreciate you taking your time and um, your knowledge and expertise. Uh, yeah, Thank I you. think anybody listening to this um, has gotten so much value. So, I'm so, so glad. much. Yes. I hope so. so. We just thank you. And uh, of course, we thank you. would want to invite you to, to be a guest again somewhere uh, near in the future. Yeah. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. So if you have received any sort of value out of our podcast, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. That way we can get our message out to even more people. That is the one thing that we ask of you because it helps so many people. Yes. We thank you very much. We'll see you on Thursday. Peace. Mm -hmm.